What's going on, podcast the reject list? We'll come up with a nickname for you guys. Soon. Uh, <laughs> Ears of the reject nation, <laughs> listeners of the reject nation, hear the. We're gonna watch House of the Dragon. Uh, if you want to catch a reaction, that's up on YouTube.com/slash the real rejects. Um, but if you just want to hear a review, stick around. Let's get to it. I love the visuals on this crab guy. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Things are moving fast. I know. We're already a six-month jump. <laughs> I mean, when I say fast, I don't, I'm not saying rushed. No. I don't know. Moving at a... They're getting to the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah. I love it. Good political soap opera. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's got both the elements firing on all cylinders. It's just that constant percolating build of everything. It just I, I love watching shit build and to watch it like just crumble. I love the chaos that you could feel is coming around the corner. I think like the great days of Game of Thrones had always done that so well. And uh, this show's like doing it just right off the jump from the yeah. first episode into here. Alliances switching around, like everything's just gone into disarray, all because of this one thing with the air. And I, and I, I really love the ending reveal with um, Corliss, Cordis, Cordis, Cordyceps, Cordyceps, Corliss Valerian, with Valerian, with with Corliss because at the in the early part of this episode, it's like he's the one warning of a war, but he never thought that he'd be helping to bring the war. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to listen to me, friggin' it, then I'm just going to go start it off myself. Because yeah. it's headed that way anyway. I think that's such a great reveal, and the alliance between him and Damon makes so much sense. And, you know, with the way the, the first episode was, moved at a bit of a faster pace, but I liked how this one was more deliberate, but really let you simmer in a lot of the tension and let you really simmer in a lot of the unspoken emotion a lot of the time. There's a lot of good visual language just working off of the actor's reactions to things. Like yeah. the, what's going on internally and you could pick up on it without them having to say it. And I thought that was so strong, which so a lot was able to be more powerfully communicated without it having to be spoken. And I think that is such a great testament to the directing and the writing of this. And of course, like God, like what this cast oh is, is so phenomenal. And the game of Thrones was so shitty before that. Yeah. They the were whole all bad. Thing. But none of them turned into iconic characters. Nope. <laughs> just they the worst ensemble. <laughs> and it never got better. Nope. Uh, no, I mean, no one's name comes to mind every time I hear the theme song. <laughs> I, I just think that when you come into, uh, when you are um, like, we're not, we didn't read the book. Uh, fire and blood and ice and in the name of the and father the, the and songs of all that <laughs> stuff and, yeah we, did, we didn't read it uh i mean got some information on it you know just to kind of prep some mentality before going into the show but i'm not like looking for spoilers yeah <laughs> things are specific. It's like well just give me some little history before watching this and some reminders of game of thrones um but what this show has succeeded at so well just right away is and then saw another ensemble show with a whole bunch of characters I'm really interested in and, uh, and a lot I'm worried about. And everyone's so multi-layered. Like the the king, uh, Viserys. God, what a 
dumb move like, for him to be like, oh, I don't want to cause strain between you and my daughter. I'm marrying your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then I'm going to throw in a random bomb of, of not only that, it's like it's your best friend, it's a total left turn, and I'm taken now as my stand to marry for love again, even though, yeah, all all this has been about not wanting to replace his, his lost love. Well, I think the way the Targaryens have always sort of been painted as, you know, especially the ones who are not as involved with knowing, like, the true history of of Targaryens from the books and stuff is a way a, a lot of it can be translated or interpreted as, you know, like, the very surface version. I've always known there's more to it than this, but the very surface version is kind of ruthless, horny people who do their own family. <laughs> yeah, who go mad. <laughs> That's just yeah. kind of the interpretation of it. And... You know, even when they're talking, there's a, there's a lot of that coldness still present because, you know, you got to do work, you got to do the politics, you got to do the king's duty. I think they do capture a lot more of that nuance of uh, of, of emotion uh, with these characters. Like, I loved the way they, I think there was like three scenes between the king and, and, and uh, Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. Uh uh, yeah, I think about three, and each one was like them learning to talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. and all the different things that, that are said, at least individually, in that awkward space between them as they try to actually connect, and the things that, yeah, you, like you can see the roadmap of how all this goes wrong in the silences between them, and I think that's a really compelling testament to both the actors and the writing. Well, I think that last scene was so strong because that really did show, you know, in a whole episode where one of the main focuses was we got to find this guy king who's he, uh, a queen who's he going to marry and then you have this really sweet moment of like oh that love that he had for her because as it started to obviously he was heartbroken and devastated by the loss of his wife uh but it was nice to just be reminded of okay yeah no they really he really did love her yeah and it wasn't just some marriage out of duty that he had to do like he that woman he really loved and then to be manipulated into the, like he just he's this guy with like a bunch of choices and never knows which direction to take it's like i'm gonna try to make the right one i'm gonna follow my heart ah uh, damn it and as he doesn't know he's been manipulated uh, by this whole situation and, and it's it's crazy like this fight for the throne and yeah there's just so much going on yeah but what i really i i, I the the thing that was teased to me that i'm really most looking forward to is the thing with uh rhaenyra's rhaenys rhaenyra's rhaenys rhaenys Rainus, I can't quit you, Rainus. Uh, <laughs> Rhaenyra and Reina and yes. Rainus, they need to have more scenes together. Like I'm, I'm excited to see how. I feel like that you, you know, we were anticipating some kind of, you know, growing feud between them. Obviously, because the position Rainus is in, but now that you know Rhaenyra has been is slighted in this way, I feel like that could drive them together. Well, I think there's a. Maybe, which would make it even more um, complex, you know, if if her husband is like working with Damon, mm -hmm. and then she's talking to Renera, who is obviously still loyal. So the whole thing is it's that good tug and pull of like duty versus where my what I'm feeling, yeah. <laughs> you know, and whether that be I don't agree with this position, this alliance, or whatever it may be. Like Renera, for example, might be like. <laughs> um, but I'm not gonna go like side with Damon, try to kill him. But I don't know, you know. Yeah. Like it's it, it's all it's I, I like where it's weaving in and out, but specifically that relationship, you know, because 
uh, Rainus has, uh, oh, it seriously wouldn't have heard George R. R. Martin. It kind of changed up the name. Yeah, guys. Just saying. It's a little too similar. You get a full chart with faces. Just like flashcards. Learn them all. With. With 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 Rainus because she's someone who is scorned and, and is so set in her ways about here's how it is, and there's a lot of truth to what she speaks because she has the experience of not inheriting what should have been hers. Mm-hmm. She has the the knowledge and the and the wisdom and the years and the pain of it all. And then you got someone like Renera who's um you know while uh, uh, someone ahead of her age and, and intelligent, she's still a little bit more uh, optimistic that she could make me make things a little bit different, you know? So I, I think there's the things of what she can inspire hopefulness of things that could change of Renera and then Rainus, who can, you know, every once in a while be like, see, told you. <laughs> I've lived through the sort of political machinations of this world yeah. enough to be like, you shouldn't be surprised when the world, yeah, bends you over a bit. But also then, yeah, Renera can be like, but hey, you know, without all of that baggage, look what we could do, you know. So I think there's a lot they could learn from each other and a lot they totally. could um, have fights about mm-hmm. and real debates about. So I think there's a, I think there's a lot of richness if done well which that one scene with those two performers it, it just demonstrated like man there, there's a lot of great things that could come from just these two interacting with each other absolutely so i love that i mean every scene here i thought was like this is like a tour de force of acting to me yeah the, 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 the scene in the with the dragon stone oh, like that was the centerpiece was, of the episode like, like you, you wait to see damon till that moment yeah and i and i'm so excited to see how they continue to develop him because the person he shows up as in you know, in public when dealing with the king or the king's, you know, small table people, like he's he's one version. And then when you see him in private, he's a different guy. And I really loved their meeting on the bridge and the way she's just like giving him the opportunity right there. And I mean, you know, it's there, obviously, like there's that family tie that's going to make things more complicated. But I love what is under the surface of Matt Smith's performance, too, because, yeah, you see all the wheels turning and you could tell that maybe even though at this moment they have so many reasons to be divided, I feel like there's some kind of unlikely I don't know if it's a union, but I feel like there may be some unlikely harmony between Rhaenyra and Damon to come. Maybe. I mean, I like your point of what you're saying, because the first episode is you, the way you capture Damon is the per, is through the perspective of how people see him. Hmm. And then this one allowed for a little bit more private, intimate moments and perhaps some of the more deeper sides that even Rhaenyra could pick up on about him. You yeah. know, like I could see that he is... They're, they're, he is just a, a hurt boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he is a hurt, violent boy. But he's still a little bit more into the 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 system at hand. Like I love that bit with Corliss where he's like, "I can talk all the shit I want about the king, but you can't." <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Like that's not something I would have necessarily expected based off the first episode. I uh, I think that's really well fleshed out, and and the way the way Otto is like Risa Fons always been great. Yeah, ever since the Notting Hill days, uh, he's, he's always been great. <laughs> but. The, the way these layers just get peeled back from him, because whenever he's put in a position, I, I really notice this about his performance, especially in this episode. Whenever he's put in a position where he has to 
argue or there might be a conflict of interest amongst counsel, mm. he kind of, the body language and his tone of voice becomes a little bit meek. Yeah. You know, like, like it's like, hey, it doesn't really seem like you'd be the strongest I, I guy. Don't, in I don't want to speak out of turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he takes it on. And it feels so natural. Like, ah, you're a bit of a wimp, aren't you? Like, it's that's what seemed so endearing about him in that first episode. What made him like so likable. Like, oh, you're the nice one on the team. Uh, but then uh, you see that, he, oh, he's actually he's like the most cunning pulling one strings of them all. up yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the thing, Very too. Game is, of Thrones, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the most gratifying thing across these two episodes thus far is, is like, it does feel a bit faster paced like you said, but it also feels like a return to the form of, yeah, like the the scenes where certain characters are meeting and the tension that comes out of that and the debates and the all the different political considerations, you know, that stuff is all as thrilling as when dragons show up at Dragonstone. And so, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, with Hutto Hightower, it's like that only, you know, we're two episodes in, but that doesn't feel rushed to me that, that you would have the seed planted and you would watch this machination. You get the knowledge that, okay, we're six months ahead now. And clearly that seed he planted with Alicent is working <laughs> because, yeah, now he's uh, for the moment going to join yeah. their two houses and that could have felt rushed and it it feels more like a punch here you know took advantage of the man's grief yeah uh, yeah. really preyed on that it's really smart we could learn a lot from that <laughs> yeah man <laughs> <laughs> game, if there's one thing Game of Thrones is great at is giving you uh, characters to add to the if you idolize this guy you're missing the point pack. that'd be horrible and influence people yeah. <laughs> but effectively <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good that's that's all I, I mean, who plays Renera because she's phenomenal yeah that it's Millie Alcock right now I, I guess there I can only assume we're gonna get some sort of time jump well I love that this does feel like chapters that unfold. Like every episode feels, you can call it like chapter one, chapter two. And, and, and with her, even at the very beginning, not speaking up, I mean, trying to speak up and just being shunned and being like, if you find a guard, <laughs> you're just something less than, um, but sometimes it does feel like you, she is so much more logical than everyone else. I know. Like, why wouldn't you want to get a guy who's fought in battle? Like, yeah. like that just makes sense, doesn't it? That's just like that should the, be your first question. The first solid consensus. The I don't know why she did not the requirements. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. even her being like, well, maybe we should show just a display of power using our dragons or something to, you know, at least force these pirates yeah. to maybe take us a little bit seriously. And I, and I love that, you know, I guess to kind of stand in for instead of the looming threat of White Walkers, you have the looming threat of this like feral pirate gang who's like leaving people out to be what eaten they, by they crabs crab, crab, crab battle crab battle <laughs> that's, him, um, sketch. Crab, I, crab battle. <laughs> that's the next one i'm gonna have to commit to memory <laughs> every crab, crab battle i just keep calling him crab knife i remember they talked about him in last episode i was like oh yeah like a cool character but then the way you yeah. see him does does evoke a little bit more of that um, like, a, like a more messed up Pirates of the Caribbean vibe, right? Yeah, yeah when like, you're in Davy <laughs> Jones' locker. Yeah, like, oh, this is the R-rated version of what Gore Verbinski probably <laughs> would want to do. Like the really messed up high visual effects budget. Um, but it, it feels so grimy and an ugly yet yeah, you, you want to you want to keep watching and it's i want to see more of this yeah, twisted <laughs> icky yeah nautical body horror stuff it looks awesome it's cool to look at it's really cool to look at and you're like okay uh corliss wants you know to, to fight but maybe it'll lead to an alliance 
like what they can use. Oh, them. with the pirates? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if if they they speak the language of the sea together, so I'm sure that, and I bet pirates would probably have a reason to be vexed about dragons. So I don't know. I mean, I just love a show that feels so cold yet so goddamn heartbreaking. At the I same know, time. Like, right? <laughs> I love a show that can do both at the same time because. Yeah, like the, the, everyone's so layered, and 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 it seems like Renero is like the only good person. The only good, well, that <laughs> it's the only good. I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like I'm missing someone here, but Renero is like the only good person. Well, so that's far. the thing is, Renero seems like the only good person who also is at least I mean, smart I, and cunning enough about the world she lives in. Whereas, like, I feel like King Viserys is a good guy, and he's the one where I'm like. You're just too nice a guy for that. You're not yeah. cut out for this world. It's more like, ah, <laughs> uh, you're making some choices I don't really agree with. But yeah, I get it, though. Like, I get yeah. it. Yeah. No, he's not, yeah, he's not bad. I feel, I feel like they gave a little bit of a stark touch to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, Allison's not bad. I guess there's more of that. Like, well, uh, no, Allison's she's too. in a rough position. Yeah, and, yeah, you can see so much conflict yet. coming out of that. But, yeah, she's not conniving. Because there's a lot of good people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's a cluster of good people. <laughs> Kristen, Sir Kristen seems like an all right guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, but hands down, whenever Matt Smith is on screen, he just he really just steals the show. Like, Finally, they got him to like a, a true project worthy of his talents Doctor after Doctor Who. Who. Yeah. yeah. And so it's an antithesis. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> the exact opposite character. It's like Jesus. he does the things you like about Matt Smith. <laughs> but, but in the most icky, like, yeah. I don't trust this guy at all kind of package. Yeah. Like, what horrific thing is he going to do next week? Because he's phenomenal whenever he's on screen. And I do like, because you like to see him relish, but I love when you do get more of those quieter moments where he's just observing and you're watching them. So I, I really love that, that, that little wind and refin. Yeah. And refin touch where you're they're not talking, but I know what they're thinking. Yeah, That's now let's cool. get let's get a synth score in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, slow motion walking <laughs> away from <laughs> with the dragon. <laughs> That's good. With the dragon um, reveals because I, I think I feel like we're gonna get like a cool battle next week. There's got to be. Yeah, I think next week's gonna be a bitching battle. It's gonna be really hard to keep this video montage. But the <laughs> but the <laughs> but, but the 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 um, um, the, the the thing with the dragons. Uh, oh yeah, Dragon I thought that Stone. was handled so well at Dragonstone, where you, it's like, okay, is that is is that Damon's dragon coming up? Like, oh, she's just gonna try like unleash fire on them, and then for her to the way they handled the reveal that it was her on there. Oh, that was coming through the clouds like Jaws. Yeah, and I like when they choose to speak Valerian. Yes, the choice of that always feels very apt, very like, deliberate. Yeah, it's great great moments to to choose when to speak in. It's it's always like this is real talk right now. Yeah, yeah. we ain't dicking around. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not the common folks shouldn't be privy to this yeah. conversation. Yeah, we're gonna do it in the ancient tongue. We're having a real conversation. Yeah, this is for adult speak. It's like when you hear like all my Latino friends when they start like yelling at each other in Spanish. I'm like, <laughs> it's oh. like, there's, I'm like oh, there's a real yeah, better there's a real excuse myself. Real conversation we're having right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they're good, at, and they're good at selling it like it's like they really understand the language too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know it, but it sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they really learned it. <laughs> Maybe um, everything about this is uh, is awesome. There's a lot of great things to come, and and I feel like next week's gonna be a banger. Oh yeah, I feel like that one's gonna have some real violence, some hardcore, yeah, some some nautical and some fiery violence. And last thing I'll say is like with Damon and the. Uh, 
and uh, uh, the horror. Uh, no. Misseria. Misseria, yes. I got the names pulled up here. Misseria. Yeah. And, and Damon and Misseria, like even her speech, I was very much touched by. And that's just another thing that drives home the whole thing that would him and Otto were not Otto, um, uh, Corvus Corliss. Glaive. Corvus <laughs> <laughs> Corliss we're talking about because the king got to marry someone he loves, mm. lost her, and he still gets to choose yeah. who he wants for remarriage. And Damon is just like stuck with a woman he clearly does not like. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't even ha- he can't even just have her. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you could see that while he was being very manipulative on a, on a lot of many accounts uh, and using her, there is that thing that seems like he actually does like her. And at the end of the day, if yeah. he were to choose who to marry, it'd be her. Yeah, I mean, you see that dual life of like, no, they have a real bond. He actually cares about what she has to say, but also he's clearly entwined in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And and I like that this show the books i'm sure like these stories bothered to give credence to characters like that because i thought her speech was really great and she's like yeah i don't i don't care about like statecraft and and power i just don't want to be afraid anymore i don't want to be used for everybody else's means like that's the furthest reason from why i decided to be with you and even that even that little brief thing especially on the heels of a love scene that people didn't see very pleased by last week uh I, i like that they got some good emotional sparks this week but yeah, guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is uh, an awesome, awesome show. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this video. Be sure to leave a like, subscribe, and hey, uh, let's do a Patreon. Lord Brian of House Perry. How's it going, buddy? Just wanted to wish you well. Winter has come for me, as you can see by the, the, the snowy backdrop of bleak, uncaring coldness, but you, my friend, you are the warmth in the realm, the warmth the realm needs, my friend. You, no one but you, you, Brian Perry, will bring peace between the realms. You will unite the houses. You will be the king in the north and on the iron throw the king of the entire realm, Brian Perry. But only if you stay pledged. This is the war our Patreon that separates us from the outside world, from the people who wish to destroy us, Brian. People seek to see our downfall, but not you. You're the best, buddy. I hope you're doing well, and we'll talk soon.